0: Find Cart Launch the podcast with new episodes uploaded weekdays on all major podcast platforms. Unique stories, unique perspectives, wherever you go.
1: The road to Richards Bay in KwaZulu-Natal has resembled a parking lot of late as thousands of trucks deliver their loads to Africa's largest coal export terminal. What should have meant a much needed economic boost for local businesses has instead destroyed infrastructure and blanketed the town in a toxic haze of black dust. But as we found, it doesn't need to be this way because the solution is operating in plain sight.
0: A dirty fossil fuel. Much in demand. Transported from inland mines to a harbour on Gwazulu-Natal's north coast, coal's grabby trucks run deep. Russia's invasion of Ukraine is starving countries of the vital fuels needed to meet their energy demand. It's boom time for global coal suppliers like South Africa. But it comes at a cost, paid for in the decimation of infrastructure by the endless trucks taking the coal to port, where the journey ends in a chaotic haze of exhaust fumes and black dust. Welcome to Richards Bay once a holiday and retirement destination, now reduced to a grimy wasteland the dust, the dust is terrible This is a story about how a town is being sacrificed for greed and opportunism I'm 15 years now in the Richards Bay and when I moved to Richards Bay it was the cleanest. Everything was maintained. Mm -hmm. I told my wife, listen, this is where I want to stay. But you can look at our roads, you can look at the dust. An estimated 50,000 trucks come to Richards Bay each month. Business owners like Nardis Uesta have had enough. All the businesses are suffering about this. I mean, you can't get Entrance to your shop, your customers can't get entrance to your shop. And with the trucks gridlocked amid crumbling infrastructure, coal dust is swept across the town, an inescapable dirty plume. I just want to show you the condition that the whole Richards Bay is in. If you look at this dust here, I mean, it's black. Everywhere, it's like this everywhere. Everywhere. Now. We can stop a few places and you can look inside it, there's metal pieces yeah. Has it always been like this though? No. Never, yeah. never. Richard's Bay wasn't in this condition The slightest wind causes dust storms covering entire suburbs Our houses are permanently covered in black dust Sanet Vessels has been living here for more than 30 years Our windows are permanently closed We have a chronic sinus problem The kids are always coughing, especially when the wind blows. So everything here gets covered in black dust, the trees, the grass, the plants. If it sits like this on a leaf, imagine what it does on your lungs. In Richards Bay, venturing outdoors has become a health risk. We feel caged in. We don't go outside anymore for walks. We love going for walks. But we don't anymore because when we return, the headaches come an hour or so later. Our eyes burn, the children cough. Residents have little hope of their town one day returning to normal. Not when so many vested interests, including the mines, transport companies and even the state, are cashing in. It's like a desert storm that goes over this place. And it doesn't help you complain. To who? nothing ever happens. nothing ever happens and yet there's a prime example of how things should be done in plain sight you see Richards Bay port is home to two coal operations one is state-run the other is privately owned no guessing which of the two is more efficient The Richards Bay Coal Terminal, a handling facility for coal exporters, ships mind-boggling volumes of coal to the global market in a system reliant on 70 kilometres of conveyor belts. So to maybe put all of this in perspective, a ship alone will probably carry about 157,000 tonnes of coal. The privately owned terminal loads a ship a day, and crucially, it relies on coal delivered by train, meaning very little dust. But there's a significant variable in the mix – TFR, or Transnet Freight Rail. We are highly dependent on government in terms of TFR and their ability to deliver. When it works well, it works really well. But the opposite is also true. Alan Waller, the terminal CEO, says there's currently a shortage of about 160 trains in the coal system. Why don't you use any trucks here? To put road trucks into the terminal would be problematic just logistically. We're eight or nine kilometers into the port of a single road. And if you look at what's happened on the roads, just in terms of the volume that's already moving on road, it would be extremely irresponsible of us to also consider going to road. That doesn't seem a consideration on the other side of the port, where noxious, noisy chaos awaits us. It's a slow, dirty drive into the side of the port managed by the parastatal Transnet. Around us, trains stand idle, but there's no shortage of trucks waiting to get in. Just one train could replace between 200 and 400 trucks. It's the port authority's job to maintain and improve infrastructure. But there's little sign of that happening here. Most of the 90 kilometers of conveyor belts are unused. A significant section, apparently lost to arson in 2021, is yet to be repaired. This part of the port, unlike its efficient privately run neighbor, now relies on an endless line of trucks stretching towards Pongola, 200 kilometers away. Hey brother, sometimes we waste stay still... Three Days outside, three days outside, land. outside here yeah, before getting in. And then, when you get in, what happens? Ninzan, I don't know what's the problem here. Yeah. Where do you offload it? By the harbour, by different places. There, we're going to offload, okay? It's not the same way, it's not one place, you know. Okay, those different places are a series of uncovered stockpiles, adding to the massive dust problem, but. What's more is that the stockpiles are not limited to the transnet operation. They are popping up outside the port, and most are illegal. So the idea here with these stockpiles is that because of the congestion on the N2, what these drivers do is come here, drop off the call here, and then go back to the coal mines. And then other trucks, they come and pick it up and take it to the coal terminal. So that then makes the delivery times much shorter, and they don't have to waste so much time on the roads, because if you're not delivering, you're not making money. Rogue landlords rent space to transport companies for big money. It's another headache in a long list for municipal manager Ngos Zulu. These are companies that, uh, you know, entered into deals with owners of uh, open sites, uh, because there's a lot of money to be made in this. Zulu shows us at least half a dozen court orders demanding the closure of illegal stockpiles. But sometimes, not even that is enough to stop them. A yard, operated by Group Africa Holdings, was ordered to close by the courts. Its sole owner is 21-year-old Varenya Governor. But it's alleged the brains behind the business is her mother, Tashani. The company sublets space to transport companies for hundreds of thousands of rands a month. You know where we can get a hold of her? In Durban. In Durban. She doesn't doesn't come here? They come once a month. But do you know that the court said this this is illegal now? No, we're not aware. You're, You're not aware? Living in Durban, mother and daughter are spared the impact of uncovered coal on this once prosperous town. We call Tashani for answers, and she initially agrees to an interview. There's a court order that there shouldn't be any stockpiling happening on this land, and it looks like it's still business as usual.
1: The matter is on appeal. The interim order
0: that has been served is appealed, and the matter is in court, so nothing has been decided as yet. Tashani later decides against the interview. But her lawyers respond to our questions, saying the court order is being contested and telling us to stop contacting their client. In a sinister twist, Zulu tells us the move to shut them down was an unpopular one. Instead of this company complying with the court order that was issued by a sitting judge, yes. uh, we started receiving calls from politicians, you know, from very very serious individuals whose names i will not mention okay. trying to intercede on behalf of this company as the dust and decay spread more and more people are leaving richards bay for Nadas, though that's not an option this is my life this is my pension i'm not young anymore that i can say so i go overseas so i can't back up where do i go
1: Days before we finalised production on today's story, there was a glimmer of hope when the Transnet Ports Authority stopped its own terminal from receiving trucks. But that was short-lived. A day after the announcement, the stop certificate was lifted, and less than 48 hours later, the Ports Authority said they continue working towards implementing environmental controls. We'll be keeping a close eye on this story and providing further updates as they happen. Thanks for listening. Why not share Carte Blanche, the podcast, with family and friends, even those living overseas? They can find us on Spotify and all major platforms.